0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 94 Radio Office Visits. I've got Dave Hauser with me again. Uh, financial guy, barbell guy, strength coach guy, all the all the things. Uh, Dave and I are just catching up. Um, and so you get to listen to our, our catch-up, our talk. Uh, and we're going to talk tattoos. We're going to talk... Uh, what was the other thing that we, we came up with? It was tattoos and something else. We'll get there. We'll start, we'll start with um,
1: tattoos. Yeah. Well, let's start with tattoos. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cause you know, that it came up yesterday. I was having my elbow looked at um, and the occupational therapist that was helping me, we just got, you know, she has tattoos. And so we just started talking about tattoos as well. And it's like, they tell a story. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was joking about when I went to college in college and I walk into his place to get a tattoo and I'm so glad I turned around and walked out (laughs) because it would have been, it would have been something I would have just thought was stupid later in life. So I, I didn't, I didn't get my first tattoo till I was 41. Oh really? Yeah. And that quickly led to, um, the next two years, basically at least once a month going to get extra, more work done. So so from 41 to 43, I have a sleeve, my back is half covered, my I have a chest piece. Um but they all oh. tell a story about life.
0: You know oh smokes. Life. Yeah you had a lot of catching up to do. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, I uh I didn't get a tattoo when I was in college, but I did get one after my first deployment. And I don't regret it. Like it doesn't it tells no story, right? It's just like yeah I got this. I thought it was cool. I went on whatever the internet was in the year of our lord 2004 and uh and i got a tribal son like on the back of my like on the back of my shoulder and uh, i don't i don't regret it but i still go to that same artist and she's like man if you ever want to cover that up i would love to do that because it's, it's like her early work too oh. she's like oh boy that that tattoo tells a story of where I started. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that in itself is, is the story, right? It's like you see the, the trans uh, transformation of both of you from that point of where she started as an artist and where you started with getting your first uh, ink job done. Yeah.
0: Do you, so, so do you have your elbow, is it colored in or is it, so I have my, I have a sleeve also and it's okay so you went kind of hard like yeah you got some color and i have a a negative star so i have the outline of a star that like out like borders the my elbow okay so it's just it's all white space like where it would hurt uh but it yeah it's it's like it's yeah it's it's a negative yeah negative star Uh, a friend of mine is a is a tattoo artist and she was i don't know she must not have just she must not have remembered i had a, a sleeve Cause she had talked about elbow tattoos and I was like, she's, she had commented like, yeah, you get like a negative star. So it's like, you have an elbow tattoo, but you don't. And I was like, Oh, I do. You know, I have that. <laughs> she's, she laughed. She's like, Oh man, that's, that's what we do. So if you've, if you've sat and got your elbow tattooed, that's, that is a, that's a level.
1: You know, so for me, that one didn't bother me as much. It was my, my back piece is what really bothered me. Like that's the only time I right in the middle of my back. That's the only time I nearly passed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough spot. I don't so I, I only have the back of my shoulder, but I've I've heard like the spine that yeah. is yeah. gnarly.
1: Uh it, like I remember sitting or laying there and being like, I'm gonna think take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you see like the
0: the 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 darkness started coming in from the side of your vision and just started like slowly creeping in
1: yeah and not only that all of a sudden i broke out into this massive sweat Mm -hmm. and i was like uh his name is raul yeah and i was like like, hey Raul, i'm need i need to go outside a minute
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i i was at your what was your first so where where did you start
1: my first one's on my on my shoulder okay it's a, a food dog uh, I have a food dog and a like a koi fish. Okay. Um, and because it's the protector, right? Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, in my coaching career and basically my whole life, I've always been like the friend to step in as as the protector. My coach is, yeah. you know, my, my job as a coach was to look out for the best interest of the kids and their safety, and that's just kind of how I, I I look at things all around anyway uh. yeah
0: no that's cool um i so at least raul knew that like that wasn't your first tattoo and you're not like a passer outer guy but right. then also like i've got so one of the last pieces that i got um it was ba- like influenced or inspired by um assassin's creed like the assassin's creed video okay. game series
1: yeah
0: and it was like a think of like revolutionary war like female with the like three-pointed hat and like a dagger in one hand and i think something else in the other hand but same thing like like the protector you know just like the 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 part you know the part of the personality that's like this isn't my whole thing but like look it can come out yeah so i think that's Mm -hmm. i think that's just we had talked off off uh off air a little bit after our last recording. And we just, we have very, like we have, we have uh, our Venn diagram overlaps in a lot of the, like unique ways with, with like our plans for tattoos and what we've done so far. So I thought that was, that was like another overlap.
1: Yeah. And I had such a great relationship with, with the guy. Um, and my, my tattoos aren't finished. Like I never planned to get color. But then when, when we were doing the, the food dog, it was just like, let's go in. Let's do color. Let's get as much color and make it as bright as possible. Um, and then it was just like he kind of just knew what I wanted. So, like, on my chest, I have a tiger, and on my back, I have a dragon. So, it's like yin and yang. I'm, um, it was just really nice the way he tied it in together. We had a great relationship, too. So. It really helps knowing the the artist. Uh, I I thought that made a huge difference for me personally. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, so there was, like having a relationship with the artist, I think is paramount. Um, I've, at one time in North Dakota, they were looking at passing a law to where you couldn't get, you couldn't go into a tattoo shop and get a tattoo the same day. And so I, so I, at the time I didn't realize like walk-ins were kind of a big deal. And uh, with my artist, she was always booked out. And I was like, who walks in and gets a tattoo that day? Like my (laughs) Ellie is like, she's three, three, four weeks out all the time. Like who, who, who just walks in and and, like gets a tattoo. But there, you know, there's a lot of like new artists or um, apprentices that are obviously doing walk uh, flash tattoos or walk-ins. But I just having that relationship with like with my you know with my artist too it's um you're not gonna you're not gonna walk in and get a tattoo on the same day because it's you and you might not even get a tattoo from like that same artist and you're gonna kind of know right like if you get a good vibe from the person then it's like okay this like we're on the same frequency but and i've been fortunate i've i've met tattoo artists at like conventions and it's like, oh yeah, this part, like we don't vibe at all. But everyone that I've reached out to, so I've I've got two other artists that have worked on me, and it's the same thing. Like it just it worked out good vibe, feel solid. Um, but I can't because I can't I, like I can't imagine just like getting a flash piece from somebody that you don't have a relationship with because it's like on your body forever.
1: Right, right. And so I've I've only I've never had another tattoo done he moved, he moved back to Spain. So it's like, all right, I'm done with that. I got, I'm on the the lookout for, uh, the next person to do my other sleeve, Mm -hmm. you know, my other arm. Um, so it's like, and it's, and it's really funny because it'll, it'll be like, this is all Eastern, uh, philosophy type, uh, art. Mm -hmm. The right side will be more black and gray I think we talked about that too, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's like the contrast of things, but this will be more of my my Roman Catholic back background, Mm -hmm. uh, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. I, uh, my one side, it's like, it's colored and organic, you know, I have a path and I have, um, like a a tree scene and, um, and then I have, I have an empty panel on, on my like organic natural, like colorful side. And then on the on the right side i it's very it's uh it's very it's black and gray and red um it's very uh like the it's like institutional i guess is like because it because it it encompasses military plus um not that i wasn't ever really religious but there's i have a church and then like the um uh for whom the bell tolls uh poem on there so it's very like like in like conventional or institute like that institution that framework so it's it's and as we're talking uh jordan peterson talks about like there's a there is value in organized religion because it it gives people a framework to live into it gives people like and like it could be anything right like he's not he, he's very i want to say he's atheist or maybe he's not maybe i'm making that up jordan don't sue me and he's not going to listen to this anyways um but he's 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 is also the the he's the he's the guy who's like you know rage against the not rage against the 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 machine but question but understand yeah. there's extreme value in having like in having that framework. So I thought it was really like as I've gotten it, I'm like, oh, I can like there's a there's like additional layers of meaning that I can derive or I can pull out from 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 the the ink that I have from the tattoos that I have. And it just makes it a little more richer.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it talks about, um, you know, it's having principles. And mm-hmm. right? so like religion has principles. You and I have principles that we live by and somehow (laughs) magically they just appear in the things that we want on on our body right because they're identifying markers to us like not for anybody else yeah but this is who i identify with like i have dragonflies all over my arm too yeah because i have dragonflies all over my property and just like a way for me to identify but it's like health and your vibrancy and your 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 you're on a good path. And it's yeah. always just a reminder to look down. And I have all these dragonflies and, and turtle. <laughs> I have like this dragon turtle. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that's black and gray on my arm. It's right on okay. my forearm. And it's just like, you know, here's this thing that's like age and experience. And um you can overcome a lot of things. And it's just a constant reminder. I look down at it, it's like, okay, we're good. Yeah we'll just keep we'll just keep going um and re- but it, it kind of reminds me of uh, one of the things that the, the tattoos reminded me of was i wasn't taking care of myself mm. you know, like physically so it's like i so got back into training i'm um, super excited to train again for the first time in years um but one of the things you know, I started doing ruck marches, Mm -hmm. um, and just doing, you know, I think I had 20 or 30 pounds in my bag and just doing those. And it's like, sometimes people want to overcomplicate exercise. And it's, it's really as simple as putting some, something in your bag or not even putting it in the bag, but just walk with a a purpose and an intent. And, uh, you can get a lot of stuff done because I'm, I'm somebody that hates running, <laughs> uh-huh. but the, you get the, the nice stimulation from having the extra weight and you're walking at this pace, you know, you stop and do some exercises along the way. So, uh, but it, that's all, that all comes from just looking down and reminding my arm because uh, my bicep, I have this, it's the one thing that kind of is different because it's an hourglass that's broken. hmm uh-huh. The sound the sands coming through with it you know meaning our time is running out on us mm-hmm. every day um so that's that was one of the reasons i got out of the shower and i was like just looked at that by chance and was just like i gotta get back into this and you uh, start doing things and you start being consistent with it and all of a sudden it's like yes <laughs> oh man i really missed this
0: <laughs> it's like it's finding yourself again i so I kind of, I'm in that, I'm in that mix too. I, six weeks ago now, um, I was like sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was consistent enough on the Peloton bike since the beginning of the year. It's the only thing that like I've done every week. Like I've got a 30, whatever week, uh, streak going where I've at least ridden one time. Um, but it wasn't like, I, I wasn't training. Like I, cause like, you know, if you, If you know how it feels to feel good, then you kind of know when you don't feel great, right? You know? And so I was like, man, I need, like, I'm a fitness professional. I need to get my shit together. And so on a Tuesday, right? Like, wasn't the beginning of the week, wasn't like on Monday I'm going to start. I just jumped on the bike and I was like, we're picking a program. And I went with one of their beginner programs. And I've been, whatever, I had a hundred rides underneath my belt. But I was like, look, I'm going to do the absolute beginner program because it's going to give me a framework, something to do. And then I get consistency, right? And, um, and it bought me time, right? I know I'm going to get fitter, right? Is it the perfect optimal, whatever, probably not, but who cares? I know I'm going to come to my sister's jump on the bike. I got 25 workouts in five weeks. Let's go. And within that time. So I just finished that, uh, Sunday and I did get 10% fitter. According to Peloton, I, my, Functional threshold power went from 133 to 144, or 147. I don't, know, whatever. It went up like 14 points. Yeah. Um. So that, so that was awesome. Um. But now it also bought me time. I paid a year in advance, and I got Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding program delivered to my phone. I use True Coach for my athletes, and it's his program is delivered on True Coach, and I so I it's so far, I'm three days into the workout and I love it because it's, it like meets me where I'm at and it allows me to be consistent. So he's got this, he's got a bunch of pillars or whatever uh, tracks. And so I picked like minimalist, minimalist equipment. Cause I don't really work out in a functional fitness gym. Um, but I, I do have some weights available and most of his workouts are 60 minutes, but he's got this, Hey, if you're short on time, here's what to do. Like, so it, I told myself this first five weeks, just like follow the program, do the 45 minute workout. Like I, it doesn't matter. And what, cause what I've found is like, just like you said, I overthink it, right. What's the best, what's the most optimal, like, what's my, what, what is my capacity? What should it be? And then basing all of that stuff on what I used to be able to do back when I lifted consistently. And it, literally doesn't, it matters 0% me being consistent for the next five weeks. That is more important, right? Cause now I'm gonna have 10 weeks consistency underneath my belt. Then I can really like, I'm in a position to make a better choice. Right. And maybe I just bump it to the 60 minutes or maybe I just like, like the 45. So I don't want to make fitness my job. Right. So it's, it's, I like what you said, how it's don't complicate it you just like you, you're not going to get fit in a day. You're going to get a fit daily.
1: Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great way to sum it up. Uh, and so, but now I've like I'm back into it. So I have a, I have a little home weight room. Mm-hmm. But now I've started doing stuff outside because I, I have a small farm. So I have goats and I have take care of things. Um. And it's like, okay, how can I incorporate that into my training? So now there's farmer's carries or mm-hmm. farmer's walks around half the, I got a big garden plot up there. So holding in one arm going around then halfway. And then the other half's coming around. Then it's shoveling the compost and doing oh, rows and doing rows mm-hmm. um, for reps. And, you know, you sprint from station to station. And then you have a plate, you just do jumping, all sorts of things, but it's just like, but now I keep it a track on my watch oh yeah so, so it's like okay I want to do 15 minutes of this and then I want to go chop wood for 15 minutes and then I'm going to put the ruck on we're going to do that for 20 minutes Pete my dog Pete and I walk around for 20 mm-hmm. minutes over obstacles and all these other things so I mean it's 40 45 minutes yep and, and but for me I'm outside now I like I love being outside. Um, I have my dog, he's doing, he's running around, he's just being a dog, Mm -hmm. you know, but he motivates me because now I am running somebody, Yep. you know, so there's, there is some camaraderie there and building, but it's like, I'm having fun, I'm enjoying it. Um, That made a big difference because going out there one time a week or two times a week, killing yourself. I wasn't enjoying that anymore.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, I, I listened to, uh, to Dan John. He's like a super old school yeah. strength oh, yeah. conditioning guy. And, it,
1: Dan
0: John. and he's just got such a common sense approach. He's just like, look, good enough is good enough. Right. Good enough consistently is it it's better than great one or two times in a year, right? You can have 15 hard workouts in a year, or you can have, 200 pretty okay workouts if you have 200 pretty okay workouts you're going to be in way better shape than the guy that works out 15 times in a year and goes hard that's right
1: yeah and that's kind of dan john was part of the reason or one of the counterpoint or points behind me setting up the program how it is mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't have to be right you get the you do a hinge you do some type of squat do some type of press let's keep it simple yeah do some carry stuff you know have you read the book um the comfort crisis
0: not yet i've i you're like the third person who's recommended it though or has brought it up in like conversation
1: so it's such a good book it's easily the best book i read all year really um but it talks about the the challenge and how our our minds and our bodies need that challenge to help us in that survivor mode um and I just remember going back to my coaching days, my staff, what got us, what made our staff so great was there was a challenge. Every Friday, we knew at 10 a.m., there was going to be a challenge. We were all going to jump in. Some of us were going to be completed, some of us weren't. And the whole department would jump into it. That's how, I mean, that was, it was so unique. Um, but that was something that was missing when I left coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, when I started getting back in the training, I'm like, okay, this is what I've been missing. This is what I've been missing. But now I need to go up one more level. Yep. Right. And, and challenge myself a little bit more and just keep building on it. But it would never have happened if it was go and challenge yourself <laughs> right
0: now. Oh yeah. No. Um, I think Dan called it's the park bench versus the bus bench. So, if you sit on a park bench and you sit on a park bench for an hour, you're sitting on a park bench for an hour, right? You're, like, enjoying the surroundings, whatever. But if you're sitting on a bus bench for an hour, you're, like, where in the hell are all these buses at? <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's such a – it's just setting different expectations, right? So, he, he's, like, you should live most of your life in that park bench mode, right? But there is a ton of value And going in like, hey, I'm going to sit on this bus for 15 minutes and a bus had better come by, right? That's that setting yourself up for challenges because, I mean, yeah, it it, like I'm working out for longevity. Well, you can do that, but it's going to be real boring, you know, unless you throw in a Spartan race or you throw in a go-ruck event or you throw in like a frogman swim or just having something a little bit on the horizon. Like you do that three, four times a year, you're going to meet people. Yeah. that are like-minded that's like so i don't know about you but that's that was my before i started crossfit when i was in the guard still when i was in the military um working full-time i got into obstacle course races kind of accidentally so we there's a group of us as soldiers always gather after after training we were at a bar friends you know friends are like hey this other guy brought up this tough mutter right 12 miles or X amount of obstacles, none of like, I was in my God, early thirties. I was like, yeah, let's do that. Right. Turns out I was the only one that signed up (laughs) (laughs) and this, you know, and so that's, so I was like, well, I'm going to do it. I signed up for it. Right. Um, and I had an incredible experience. Like there's just such a good community in the, the like endurance obstacle type, um, community. There's just like in, um, trail running, anything outdoors where you get muddy and tired and drink beer. Um, it, I, I just, I didn't, ha- I didn't go in with a team, but I found a team on the course and, and as you're want to do, right. Um, I'm running my race. And so sometimes people are running, like they pass you, right. Cheer for them. Right. Because t- like multiple times I would like get get my second win, and then i would start jogging and then they would cheer me on so you're kind of like playing leapfrog with people yeah. just depending on where they're at in, in like in their pace of the race and i was like i need more of this right we had to go over 12 foot walls and back then i i didn't know anything about getting over a wall right and so there was a bunch of people that helped me over a wall first thing i did when i went over the wall is i turned around and like tried to help pull somebody else up but and that was just it was such a cool experience that I, but I, it was nowhere in my real, in my real world, even being in the military, there's such a, like there's, there's not, there's like this, this avoidance, this like avoidance of physicality. And it's like, we got to train the test. You know, I, from my experience, the one, like the soldiers who were, of that, like ilk in that mindset, it was like little co- little, like, uh, alcoves of these little groups. It wasn't this, this, like, you think of someone who's in the army and you're like, Oh yeah, they're in shape all the time. They always got to run and do pushups. That is not the case, right? You got to get in shape for your physical, for, like for your army physical fitness test. And maybe it's changed since I retired, but I doubt it. Um, but it's like, you got to go find your people. Right. And so like listening, because, because that's, um, that's what, I guess that's what I see like in, like in your experience, in your talking, we're both in like the training for longevity, but like, man, when I did that go ruck events, I didn't know if I was going to finish it, but boy, I feel when I look at that two inch by three inch freaking Velcro patch, I have a lot of pride. Like I just, <laughs> you can feel it. Right. And it's a stupid, it, literally it's the stupid patch that means nothing to anybody else. But I look at it and I'm like, man, that was the hardest freaking 14 hours of my life in the last decade. And I yeah. like, I survived it. And it's like, you don't get that anywhere else. So I'm super like excited to hear about just the fact that like you're searching for that kind of stuff.
1: So, and that's what they talk about in this book um, about how it's those events, those types of events that help us as individuals deal with everyday things mm-hmm. at a much higher level, more efficiently than people that come home or go get up, go to work, come home, sit on the couch, watch TV, go to bed. Right. There's, there's nothing stressing them. There's it's just all comfort for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that can go out there and get back in touch with the wild part of themselves, I guess, is they're better able to handle things. So like in next year, I'm planning a trip uh, to like Colorado, have a friend that lives in Colorado Springs. There's all these different elevation, like I think, I think they call them the 14 or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Fourteen. Um, so there's,
1: yeah, there's 14. Yeah. And there's one of them is you're climbing up these stairs up this mountain that I was like, I'm going to go do that th- next year. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's like my challenge. I'm not a cardiovascular fit person. I, I hate doing it. Like I said before, but it's like, ah, I'm going to make, I've made it a, put it on my calendar. That's what I'm going to go do. So I'm going to start training now for it. Uh, that's awesome. I, 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 and I just, so that that's like, I want to do two of those, those events like that next year. So that's one. The Second one. I haven't quite figured out yet.
0: I got the same. So, um, two things. One is, um, so I'm looking at doing the, the David Goggins four by four by 48. So they run four miles every four or whatever you cover four miles in yeah. four hours for 48 hours. And I, when I first heard about it, I was like, I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in the world. And for what, to what end. Right. And so it's, I think this is like his third or fourth year that it's a, a thing. And another guy I follow, uh, between the ears, uh, Bill Anthes. So at CrossFit, um, his wife, it was like a CrossFit HQ level one instructor, uh, Carrie Ann. Um, but he was a he was a Green Beret for a contract, uh, so like six years, got out, and like wanted to incorporate fitness, but like wants to incorporate like fitness, veteran, mental health, right? And he went all the way back to uh he got his master's in social work just recently. And his between the ears program is like designed to make challenges like this. So I don't know if you've also heard of like diesel diesel days, no. but the, and that that's all on the East coast. So um, I want to say Motown fitness is in, I don't think it's in New York, New Jersey. I think it's in New Jersey actually. Um, But like that's, his whole training is around creating events like this. Right. And then, so him, uh, he was actually an ambassador because uh, to this four by four by 48, and they were raising funds for the, uh, for a nonprofit called vets, which works with vets um, and psychedelic missions down um, for like helping PTSD and all that. And, he talked about his experience down. I want to say they all got together in Texas, and it was put on. It was it was a big thing. He went down to do, and there were ceremonies in between. Um, there was like an indigenous, like the indigenous people, the Native American. There was a presence there. There was a blessing. There was like it wasn't just throwing yourself against a brick wall because David Goggins is a badass. It was like this is my like this is a it was a spiritual event. There was a a very meaningful spiritual component to this physical challenge um there was an option to to do it fasted and bill's like yeah i mean yeah i can miss a whatever i could i can miss two days of eating this isn't going to be like the world's worst (laughs) thing in the world right so there was like bone broth and they had like some electrolyte um stuff that they could they they had access to or whatever but it, it and it wasn't like pushed on them it was like hey this is available because it's going to be, it's like, it's, it's another physical challenge, but it's also like an emotional challenge too. Like, do you need to eat the food? Do you like, or can you, you know, I just, I think of like the native American, like sun ceremonies and like sweat lodges. And it's like those things were, there was such a high spiritual meaning, like these rituals that like turned children into adults right there was and i'm sure in the comfort crisis they talk about that we don't have any of those right like we don't have them anymore and if we can just start so the four by four by 48 something i'm looking at doing and i want to say it's like this um i want to say it's in the fall um but i gotta do i i'm not super trained but i can walk four miles in an hour then i get to sleep for three hours or whatever i mean there's people that have done it literally like not stopped their day right there there was a there was a guy and he's like i wanted to do this challenge in the least um like the least invasive manner because i'm a dad right like i don't want to show my kids that in order to do this challenge you got to remove yourself from your family right or remove yourself from your day-to-day so he's like i was whatever i was just i was working it in but i was also i got up at whatever time I normally get up, I made breakfast. I did this. I, did, you know, I just, we do the things you need to do it. And I just incorporated these four mile walks or runs
1: or whatever. Uh, I, uh, yeah. See, I love, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. There's,
0: there's like this, this meaning, right? Cause otherwise, why are we, there's so much of fitness and influencers and just, there's just people doing stupid. It's like stupid human tricks. Right. Right. right? <laughs> there's like, no. And I look, I did, stupid shit when I was a kid too. Right. Like, so I have no shade about that, but there is a level that you can get to. Right. And we're both, we like, we, we both seen some things, right. We've been down, we've been down roads and to look back and, and to like, wow, if I would have done that with some meaning behind it, that I would have had a way different experience. Um, I look at, like I look at athletes, they never, most athletes never get to experience their sport for themselves, right? right? They, it's, it's, so then you never create a relationship with physical training outside of being told, like being told what to do. Right. So then when you get out of sport, it's so it's. You either figure it out or you have like just have a bad taste in your mouth. And that's soldier like soldiering, police officers, uh fire like any like EMTs, it's the same thing. When you leave that occupation that like requires physicality, you either find like find it and get in way better shape than you ever were when you were either yeah. in service or playing, or yeah. you just like the wheels fall off and And you just like become the most unhealthy version of, you know, people just come be the most unhealthy version of themselves. And it's super, it's such a, it's, it's such a shitty thing to experience knowing that that didn't have to happen. Right. Right? Cause we're like, we're both, both of us are just like walking examples of like, you can, the wheels can fall off for a little bit, but guess what? You can always get right back on the track.
1: Yeah, I would see that with athletes. Like um, the athletes I would train, they would they would come in and do some. They would do everything I asked them to do, but you could tell that it wasn't really something they loved to do. They love playing the sport. They don't like coming in and talking to me and dealing with me. Um, But then once they get out of that, they like you said, they either let the wheels fall off completely, or they find something. It's usually a group that they're a part of. So CrossFit would be one of those types of groups or hiking groups or things like that. And they would go all in on those things because it's now they're identifying in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they're getting something out of it that they didn't get out of it before. But I'd always get these comments. Hey, Coach Dave, remember that time you used to push your truck around campus? Blah, 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 blah. Ah, we, did, we were doing something like that this morning okay, well, that's kind of weird you're doing it, <laughs> but, but I'm glad you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's,
0: it okay. it's, it's like incrementally, right. It's just like iterative. There's so, um, even coming out of sport, like there's, there is like CrossFit's appeal to me was being on a team again a hundred percent, like a thousand percent. And the, probably the reason, well, the reason I joined the military in the first place is because I, I wasn't like a high school athlete. I was not going to be a college athlete in any way, shape or form. And like the military was a team. Right. So then I could still, I could still like identify as this team member. And then when the wheels fell off of uh, like the, the end of my military career I found CrossFit and I was like this is the thing that I've been searching for and that's the thing that I had like found on obstacle course races but I think they're like and and to where I'm at now I none of those steps were perfect but put all together it was a perfect path Sure. right so like um, just the idea of I want to say there's some podcaster I, I listen to and they, they talk about deaths all like the like people are so afraid of death but yeah, yeah. deaths happen all the time right so like you think of your identity as just like a human walking around right um think of yourself as that like the identity of well I'm I'm the mom of a newborn right I'm the mom of a toddler so you're not the mom of a newborn anymore so then like that identity you actually like if you don't have any younger kids, like that identity is dead. You're never going to be the mom of a newborn anymore. Right. Then you're the mom of a toddler. Then that, child, you know, the child grows and you eventually like, you have to, you're going to get to a point where even if you're identifying your, who you are by who, like by your role in that family, that family is going to change. And then all of a sudden you're going to be the, the, the parent of an adult. Right. And then you're always going to be the parent of an adult, but that all of those people look back and like, Oh, I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened. And you know, these life stages, and you can like, look back on them fondly, like that there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, we've died a thousand deaths before we, you know, before, before we as human beings actually, like before, like we wear out our bodies and it, if we just gave ourselves credit for weathering those storms, like getting through those gates, stuff like, like being true to who you are, right. Like finding your fitness, there might be, you know, athletes who would love to be love to go kayak or love to go hike or love to go paddleboard. But it's like, I don't want to start over again. I don't even know. Like I, I was a beginner, when I was five, I can't be a beginner again. And it's like, Jesus, I'm like 40, I'm almost 42. And I'm thinking about starting jujitsu, you know, like there's nothing like there's, I want to say like Anthony Bourdain started jujitsu in his fifties. There's some lady that I just saw. Um, she started, she went on her very first solo, uh, like three day solo camp and she's 57. And it's like, God, if, if my, the last time I ever did something new was when I was like five picking a sport, Jesus, that's, yeah. that's a, I mean, that's think of that, the, the narrowness of that road that you got to be on. Right. Cause you, there's, there's no other way. There's no other place to go. There's no turnoffs. There's no nothing. There's no ditches. There's no, yeah, it just it's, it
1: sucks. And it, you know, when you, when, cause our, our society, our society, the western philosophy or western civilization they they push off like naked like americans especially they don't want to fail at things mm-hmm. we're, we're number one and and we are in a, lo- in a lot of ways but our outlook on things like think thinking about death in other s- societies across the world they celebrate death mm-hmm. you know um and they, they they people are in their homes for nine days you know, to celebrate when people are finally over then they bury the person or they cremate them or whatever. It's like people just have this weird thing about either death or f- failing at things. And I'm guilty of the failing part too. I don't, I don't ever want to fail at things, but I'm like you, I just turned 51 and I'm trying new things out more now than I did when I was coaching. Cause I just, I had like my mindset on coaching, what to do. And you made some small changes here, but now it's like, Trying to learn new language, uh reading, reading more books of different types of books. Um, trying to I want to, I will be going out to Colorado. I've never done that before. <laughs> it's something completely different for me, you know. Uh,
0: so, and I, yeah, no
1: go ahead. So it's just it's just those things. It's like I'm gonna to, going to go to the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Never been to New Hampshire. That's since I was a little kid and I've never been to the mountains before. But I have a friend who works at a college up there. Why won't I go out there and and camp for two days Mm -hmm. and then go see him? You know, so it's like, I'm totally with you. It,
0: it takes like, and uh, it takes some dark nights of the soul though, to get there. And I, and I think that's, um, I had somebody, I've had somebody comment on just kind of my presence, you know, in, in general. And, And it was in, it was in circumstances or like at events that that was probably a difficult thing for them to bring up. Cause it wasn't like this appropriate time to, you know, it, like it was just in the middle of, of something else. It's like, your presence is just like, everything's going to, like everything's going to work out. Like everything's going to be going to be okay. And I was like, yeah, that's, that took a lot of dark nights of the soul where things weren't okay. Right. Where like things weren't um didn't feel good right and you have to find yourself right those like um that you know the the uh luke skywalker story right like that there's some shit you have to go through in order to come out on the other side and be like not like everything is fine at like doing the hard things right so just like we had talked about like doing the hard things there are life things that are hard like divorce is hard like leaving yeah. like admit like god even admitting that like this commitment that we both made like that might not last in the present configuration right that's incredibly difficult and to get, like navigating through all that you just come out on the other side and it's like, well, God, I've done harder things. Right. Talking about, you know, like thinking about uh, changing jobs after like fully processing, like a divorce where like families are affected. It's so much easier. It, and, but there's a lot of people that like go through something like divorce and they don't feel it, like feel it through. And like get on the other side of it. So then all of a sudden, all of the like baggage from a divorce or a failed relationship or whatever, that just gets carried forward. And then you just got bags of stuff that's like, well, this is adjacent to it. So like my boss is just like my ex husband, you know. And then you just start, you're not feeling like you got to go back and like process through all that stuff. And I think that the people that feel like feel through it and is like go through those dark nights have a superpower. And then I mean that's just like I look at my grandparents who I like hung out with when I was little. They're so wise. Like all this I still say yeah. stuff that I mean it's 80 years removed probably. You know, like their wisdom is 80 years removed from this earth. And it's like, no, that still
1: applies. <laughs> you know like
0: <laughs> right. it's crazy.
1: It, yeah, it's uh well the the one thing about Experiencing new things as you get older is now you can be aware of what's going on, like how why you're feeling something or something you you expect something to affect you in one way, and, it, and if it's completely opposite. It's like oh that's weird, how come that worked like that that time, right? And it makes you want to like start rethinking maybe some of the things you believe or believed at that time ten years ago. Mm-hmm they don't apply to you today. Right. And as part of the evolution of a a person, I believe um, just being able to say, well, you know what? I decided I'm going to make, make it, I'm going to make a change in how I think about things instead of just going along to do the same things that people around you were doing. It's like, I don't think that applies to me. Um, And that was like the biggest change. You know, when I, I left coaching, got into the financial world and I was just like, couldn't find my that path Mm -hmm. and then it was like okay now i know what i'm doing now now i know who i only want to be around and who i want to talk to it's just just things like that but i never would have gotten there if i wasn't in that dark place first on what the hell am i doing man Mm -hmm.
0: it's
1: like this is these people aren't anything like i want to talk to
0: (laughs) yeah yeah just it's uh the way that I, like, you can't, we can't, we can't, we can't walk anybody else's path for them, right? right? But at least we can, like, we can, we've, like, we know what the map looks like, right? So we can, we can kind of at least say, hey, you know what, you're gonna make it on the other side, you know. So I'm sure like athletes that come back to you and, and chat with you, that's the same thing I do with my clients. Um, it's and just like people I talk to, right? So like not even. If I just, I don't know, meet somebody through a friend or whatever, and it's, it's, it's going to be shitty for them, <laughs> right. you know, like you can't, like, you can't get to, um, to not caring or what, you know, it's like feeling super fulfilled and like doing the stuff that you want to do. Right. So there, I bet you there's a lot of people that you saw in the financial industry that are so jealous of what you're doing now, because they, they just can't see away from themselves you to, to do that right
1: yeah well it's so foreign to them mm-hmm. it's like, this guy doesn't wear a suit and tie every day you know it's, he talks he talks differently he, i don't i don't know how he's being successful like that it's like, yeah because i'm talking to the people i want to talk to <laughs> and, one and to see that and to show people that there's another way to look at your money and how you can keep more of your money not, exactly. not give it away to people which, yeah. is, which is what the financial world does they, they all want their they all want your money uh, they want they want to control your money and my thinking is you Sarah are the best person to decide what should do what you should do to your money you know and how how do you want it to work for you not me my, yeah. I'm, I'm the coach I help you. assess the situation tell you what's available. This is what happens. This is what these things do. This is all the, how the, these tools work. Right. And the tools would be your position players or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we want to come up with a plan to get you the be- most benefits possible
0: for you. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's such a novel <clears throat> idea. And, and it all goes back to that experience, right? Cause you found yourself, <clears throat> in a position where you're like, man, I did everything right. And I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Still. I don't yeah. like this, you yeah, know,
1: for sure. And it was doing, it was even when I got into this field, I was doing the same thing or there'd be months where I would go by without getting a paycheck. And it's like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Cause I wasn't being me I had, and I hadn't found, refound myself or recreated myself, however you want to phrase it. It's like, ah. Oh, Cause I'm not being active. I'm not being, I'm not taking care of myself. Right. And it all starts with taking care of yourself. And that includes your finances too. But, it, but it starts with take, mentally and physically taking care of your body first and because that'll open up the way you look at the world and the way you're willing to think about things. Um, and the more challenges you have, the more you're willing to overcome things and the easier it will be for you.
0: Yeah. No. And, and that like that's just such a that's just such a cornerstone like what we both really truly agree on is like start like starting taking care of your vessel your body makes it's it's there's no different than taking care of your finances there's no difference taking care of like your emotional state if you're taking care of your body like that's that's the first easiest and then everything else is like it's, it's more available, right? You, you proved to yeah. yourself that like, you to yourself that you matter, right. By doing the daily stuff. And right. then you just want to continue to prove that. So then that's, that's how, you, that's how you start getting healthy in every other spot.
1: So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, no, go ahead. So it's just like, it, I talk about principles all the time and the print, a principle applies to all aspects of your life. Like we were talking about your grandparents. It's like, what they say 80 years ago is sell true today because it's a principle, right? And it will apply to any aspect of your life, from your relationships to your fitness level to your what you eat. It'll, all those principles, the same principle applies to all those things in some way. And that's really what we want to think about Remember, like, it's not just about money. It's about taking care of your money so you can enjoy, or it's uh, taking care of yourself so you can enjoy your, yourself and your money. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do these things. You can have these challenges. You can have an adventure, you know, but they're based on principles. Uh, yeah, and it starts with the principle, first principle is take care of yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And want uh, like we're bumping up on time, but like just the idea, of, like what we do is we take care of ourselves, right? Like that's just that's just a that's just the thing, right? That's the first thing is just taking care of yourself. Yeah, but uh, I had an awesome talk i don't know we started with tattoos we moved into the comfort crisis and like challenges
1: i I get off on a tangent sorry
0: (laughs) no it's all good yeah ended up on ended up in finance but um did you so i saw that you may have started a podcast i wanted to touch on that before we bounced or
1: still working on that okay Um, i have a couple episodes i just haven't aired it yet oh Uh, you gotta hit the publish button i know i'm I'm, i i want to get like at least 20 already done so i can just kind of put them on this loop um, so I'm, I'm close i have 15 so. holy smokes
0: well yeah you're down the road yeah. uh but yeah so i will at least have you on like i at least want to make you a regular guest on this on this one so i won't try to overlap content too much but uh we just ah, like i think we I just overlap that. a ton yeah
1: the, the more the more we can get uh our conversations out there i think the better <laughs>
0: Cool. Yeah. No, I love it. And hopefully our listeners love it. And if they don't love it, then we loved it. So that's all that matters. That's right. (laughs) right. Cool. Uh, Cool, Dave. Well, um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you.